Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, Season 6, Episode 4, published on October 3rd, 2023. We are part of the ConcealedCarry.com network of podcasts. This episode, we'll be talking with Donnie Kelly from Be Ready Safety Training about the USCCA Expo 2023. Sit back and relax for this week's episode. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. If you're a certified instructor, you can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, listeners to this podcast get 10% off by using promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula in the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water-filled units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick-release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at palmpepperspray.com. We bring in this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor like you in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Donnie Kelly from Be Ready Safety Training in Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome, Donnie, to the podcast, and thanks for taking time to uh, spread your experience with our audience. Rob, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Good. Well, for those people who don't know who Donnie Kelly is and Be Ready Safety Training, can you give our audience a little bit about your background and what you do uh, training-wise? Uh, yeah, I teach. Um, uh, I'm a USCCA instructor, and I teach uh, uh, concealed carry and home defense and a myriad of other USCCA courses. And, um, oh gosh, uh, a, a little bit about me. Um, I have just dedicated myself to being uh aware of my surroundings and how to properly and safely use firearms and i've always had a passion for that and i, I want to share it with others so i've taken as much training that's available to me as a normal guy i wasn't in the military or police or anything um i took steps and i went out uh, and became uh uh uh, took the course to be a, an Ohio licensed armed security guard, which I learned a lot of stuff in there. And I've also had the uh, opportunity to, to train with a, a lot of law enforcement uh, friends. I'm lucky enough to call a lot of uh, the people that protect us every day, my friends. So uh, that's, uh, that's a quick, quick. Uh, and you've also had an excellent training counselor mentoring you for the past year too. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, where I've learned to be an instructor is from my mentor, uh, Rob Beckman, who um, I have developed a wonderful relationship with and continues to teach and instruct me and help me to have a, a successful uh, business here in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Good, good. And I think it's just one of those things where, A, you can have uh, multiple instructors in the same city. And you're going after different markets and, you know, you can still both, uh, you know, prevail. And at the same time for you training counselors out there, um, it can definitely be rewarding to help your students get established and build a business that you can go along and not only uh, assist them, but also they can uh, offer you suggestions or, you know, 
uh, help when, when you need to do different things. So it's been a very rewarding relationship. Well, hey, Donnie, you and I went along, jumped in the car on September 8th, and we drove up to uh, Milwaukee for the USCCA's uh, Expo. Um, we didn't make it there on Friday night, but we made it there on Saturday morning, bright and early. What were some of the kind of things that uh, we went went and saw first? Oh, gosh, I think right away we went and dove into the show, um, and uh, it was great. Um, it was laid out really well. Uh one of the things I appreciated about it, there was some space in there. Uh, there was, there were a lot of vendors and the right kind of vendors and, but you could still maneuver and really had an opportunity to see what everybody had to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot, a lot more aisle space put in there than say like the NRA show was, um, this year went to the NRA show also. And it was, uh, in Indianapolis, it was good, but it was also, uh, you were rubbing elbows, uh, constantly with everybody else where the USCCA show had a little bit more head wider aisles, which, uh, were very much more appreciated because around those busy booths, you had room to maneuver without tr- uh, feeling like you were squeezing yourself through, uh, a bunch of people. It was really neat to see uh, a lot of folks that you and I are constantly surrounded by instructors and uh, people from USCCA, but it was also neat to see a lot of just USCCA members out and mm-hmm. uh, enjoying the show. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it's uh, the USCCA Expo is unique in that it only focuses on concealed carry, so you don't have, uh, you know, people with rifles there you don't have shotguns you don't have those type of vendors there it was really focused on just uh concealed carry and um uh being safe around around it so there were you know pepper spray there was tasers there were uh, vendors along those lines but everything that was being sold there was uh, something to be related for uh being being prepared whether it's a firearm or something else um uh, for what was the uh one of the fir- one of the first classes uh, we went and saw while we were there well um it was a visual acuity type of course um i'm trying to remember exactly what it was called um well you know, and that was the one by uh, mox uh mike oxner uh or ox uh, for short he'd been on the podcast previously and the one thing if uh people go back and listen to this episode he's very enlightening listening to him it's a whole nother experience when you're in the classroom with him and he's taking you through what what he was talking about on the podcast and and having and giving you the exercise cards different things along those lines and i thought it was really interesting did you find out what the name of that course uh, class was there Don? i'm ac- i'm actually looking but i can tell you that those eye exercises some of the ones that he uh, demonstrated and recommend that we do i've been doing every day and um I'm looking for the name in in the the book here. Yeah, and and the one thing about it is these were not um, gymnastics with your eyes at all. Um, and one of those, they were very simple movements with them. And he was had ways to show how your uh, reaction, your ability to uh, have uh, improve your natural point of aim, those types of things were almost immediately noticeable. I think one of the exercises he did. We we look to the uh, the left and to the right, and then practice bringing our thumb up and put it you know right on a target uh, that was in the front of the room, and I believe it was close to ninety percent of everybody found improvements with being able to do that and be right on on the money. There were a few people who were off, and he took some extra time to do a few te- 
few additional tests with them or drills. And I think all but maybe one or two people were able to go along and see what he was talking about and the improvements and be able to do the natural point of aim. Yeah. And, you know, um, the name of the course was uh, See Quicker, Shoot Quicker. So, and one of the, the exercises that I've been doing that, that stuck out in my mind that he talked about that day is I wear, uh, I wear like a bifocal glasses every day. And he had mentioned that, um, focal, people that wear glasses have a tendency to just to look straight through their glasses all the time. So your eye muscles actually may weaken, uh, because you don't, uh, you don't look side to side up and down as much. You do a lot of those motions with your head. So what he, I believe what he had recommended to do is basically just take your eyes and follow all the way around the frame, the outer frame of your glasses, um, and then go both directions with that. And that's the exercise I've been uh, finding myself. I've done it several times a day, every day since he did that. And also what was really cool, Rob, is that we were, uh, we were lucky enough to uh, go to the, uh, USCCA instructor, uh, after party that night and sit with Ox. And, uh, mm-hmm. he was telling us about, um, all the stuff that goes on in your brain that controls, uh, your muscles and the same, uh, I can't remember whatever, what it was, but the, the same portion of your brain that can controls your, uh, the muscles in your eyes also controls some of the muscles in your, uh, back and hips. Um, uh, you're like super, uh, uh tightening uh like if you've got a tight back or tight hips which i i happen to have and ox was had me doing some uh exercises at the dinner that night and uh said uh, hey how's that and actually i started getting a little bit more range of motion and uh he was doing these things basically that would just help me calm those muscle groups down in my back and uh, hip areas yeah it's very interesting because uh ox is a an accomplished shooter to begin with but at the same time he's also somebody who um it was come back from, um, yeah, having, you know, some, uh, a, a severe problem with, um, uh, what, what was he, um, di- yeah. I guess uh, dizziness vertigo. He had vertigo really bad. And that's, that's what right. set him down on the track of, uh, doing all the finding out about the neuro pathways and eye exercises and things like that. And he's an amazing uh, instructor to listen to and, uh, realize how, some little things that make a big difference in how you shoot your speed, all those different uh, types of things too. And, and some of those exercises, I took notes. I went along and uh, try those on a regular basis for uh, try to make myself better. But if somebody is uh, interested, go back uh, in the podcast, check out Mike and uh, you will be able to get his contact information. And uh, I know he was talking about he's open for coming out and doing onsite class as well as uh, hosting some other classes that he's got. Yeah, Mike Oxner. Oxner, I think is how you say it, right? Mm-hmm. And and then and everybody calls him Ox for short. Yep, exactly. One of the, one of the people that we didn't get a chance to go through his course, but uh, we spent spend uh, ten minutes talking to him and such because he's just he's just that kind of uh, kind of guy to talk to was uh, George Harris. Uh, he was uh, there and he was doing his promoting his new book with the USCCA called the USCCA's uh, Marksmanship Book. And if you've never talked to George Harris before, I've had him on twice on the podcast. Um, listen to him. You can definitely tell he's uh, studied shooting for a very long time. And even the smallest things he's got, uh, he's got information about to make you 
be able to go along and shoot a little better or be able to go along and get students to understand a little bit more from his last podcast he was on talking about was about do we press the trigger or do we pull the trigger and his whole point behind that is we take and we push buttons in an elevator we don't go slowly up to the elevator and press a button but if we're pulling a rope we've got the sense of being very slow and deliberate on how we pull that rope back and that's where his uh, approach to it is to pull the trigger um, back nice and straight and uh it words do matter and that was uh it was it was good to see george in, in person because george was one of the first year uh, guests i had on and we had never ever met in person due to the uh, pandemic and having george there and be able to spend 10 minutes with him was uh definitely a, a good honor for uh for the weekend from my standpoint what, what do you think about uh george donnie well i thought george harris was uh i thought oh my gosh i'm standing in the room talking to george harris how cool is this? <laughs> so, and that's one of the fun things about uh, partnering up and uh, and working with uh, you as an instructor is that you've put me in front of so many amazing people that I no way in the world ever would have gotten to meet. And I really appreciate you for that. So, yeah, I was just kind of starstruck uh, being there in front of George. So, yep. George Harris, the founder of the SIG Academy, founder, uh, him and his wife, Linda, done, you know, immense uh contributions to the shooting industry and the one thing i'll take my hat off and make a plug for george about if you get a chance to take a a class from him do because uh, he understands that his time on this earth is limited and he's doing everything he can right now to try to pass it on to the next generation of instructors so that we can help uh, more people out there so not that he's got any plans go anywhere soon but none of us are getting younger as they say (laughs) yeah it was it was sure neat listening to him talk Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and now one of the other people that we got talked to just a little bit, um, probably one of the tallest ladies there at the convention uh, was uh, Beth Aquazar. She was talking about her child safety program that she has uh, out and how parents can use it to go along and talk with their students uh, for a very interesting course. Uh, didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with Beth, but if you know Beth, uh, Beth is full of a lot of energy when you talk to her, and she was very excited to be able to go along and start talking about her child safety book because it's uh, we need something like that as a society to help kids help parents know what to tell kids and when to tell kids when it comes to guns. Um, not that we got to keep the kids away from guns, but we need to educate them early on what the proper and way of going along approaching guns to get an adult and have an adult around if they're curious about them and make sure they realize they shouldn't be using guns without, um, or looking at guns without a parent around, it's no different than having sharp knives laying around. And that's where we, you teach kids early on to stay away from the knives and you yourself, make sure you don't put knives on the edge of the tables where little kids can grab them and everything else like that. And the same type of uh, approach should be taken with, with uh, gun safety for it. Yeah, it was a great course. And actually, I'm really looking forward to beginning to teach that course. I want to offer it in my community because I don't think there's enough people that make that readily available for just the layman, the the regular person that lives in the community. And um, that's one of my missions is, uh, you know, I'm big into education. Uh, that's super important to me. And I am really looking forward to, uh, having at least the, uh, a biannual child safety course. Yeah. And and the one thing about it that I'll just uh, get on my soapbox here for a minute, every time I hear about, you know, a kid, you know, and I'll say kid, you know, some kid who's under 12 years old that 
goes along and injures themselves or somebody else, you realize um, that kid probably didn't know any better. And there is probably an adult around that that went along, created that dangerous situation for the kids. And that's where we need to educate the adults around them, as well as the kids to make sure that uh, good decisions are being made when it comes to where they store firearms and and how they use them uh, and the attitudes toward firearms also. Yeah, and I appreciate USCCA taking the time to put that curriculum together. That's an important one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, they've got some very interesting curriculums uh, out already and more more in the uh, uh, to come, I'm sure. One, one of the uh, vendors that we saw uh, while we were at the expo uh, was uh, Mantis, which was really good. Um, we've talked about Mantis here on the podcast previously. They've sponsored episodes on this uh, podcast before too, but we went along and we met a good friend, Matt Mallory, and he's been the podcast before and he was he was repping for manis and uh one thing about manis that is so very interesting or valuable in their products is they not only have a very cool product to show you how your shooting's going but they also have a very cool application for it and and that helps to keep track of your progress track of what you're shooting how you're shooting whether you're shooting a um, a glock or a smith and wesson it's got settings where you can go along and tell it what kind of gun you're using whether it's live fire or whether it is um dry fire those types and that's can be really helpful and uh, i'll take a page out of austin's uh book the president of uh, mantis where he says they're actually a technology company that builds tools for firearms and that's a very interesting way because from the overall convention as a whole, it there was uh, quite a bit of technology that was displayed. Mantis was one of those uh, that had a whole lot from their AR-15 Blackbeard X system to their Man- Mantis X-10 for uh, pistols and things in between there that really um, technologies come to the firearm industry without a doubt. You know, I used my uh, Mantis X-10 this week. I had a small group lesson. I had uh, three ladies, and um, we were doing uh, basic handgun training, and we utilized uh, the the Mantis X-10 with them for about, I don't know, 15 minutes each, and it really helped them gain an understanding about what was going on with their body. Just to be able to see you taking up that trigger, you know, you know, coming up and acquiring your target, starting to press that trigger and then knowing when, when the shot was fired and they were really enjoying watching their scores climb from like 32 to 57 to ultimately they're, they were all getting into the, uh, 85s and cracking into the 90 here and there with some shots. And, uh, they, that's a wonderful tool. Um, I haven't utilized it as an instructor as much uh, as I want to yet. Did it this week, and now it's just going to be a regular tool in my toolbox. Probably going to be mm-hmm. one of the the first things that I bring out uh, for, especially for uh, helping new shooters understand uh, the mechanics and what's going on with their fine motor controls. I'll challenge anybody, even experienced instructors, uh, try to go along and use a Manus. Uh, and seeing if you can get a score above 90. It might sound really easy. You know, I shoot all the time, but when you go along and look at their, uh, how they're tracking it and everything, 
it really, really does, uh, in my opinion, improve your shooting because it really gets you to focus on those, uh, on your grip and making sure that as you're pre- pressing that trigger, that you are steady as can be, because if you're not steady, you're got a lower chance of hitting the target. That's what it comes down to. My, my, uh, my students were most fixated on watching, I, I guess in real time that, uh, how it tracks your movement over the bullseye. And mm-hmm. uh, they wanted to watch that over and over as we did strings of 10 with each student and did another string of 10 with each student. And it really, it, it, it's just a, it's a fantastic tool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And updates, uh, or I should say improvements are coming, uh, constantly because as, uh, Austin said that they're a technology company. So they're just figuring out ways of improving the technology every day. And Austin is Austin is high energy, isn't he? That's a neat guy though. Now you're talking, you're talking about, uh, Matthew Mallory. He's high energy. Okay. Okay. okay Austin, yeah. Austin wasn't there. Remember I asked and he had, he'd left for the weekend already by the time we got there so yeah that was unfortunate not to meet austin in person because he'd been on the podcast before but yeah uh matt matt mallory is uh, a lot of energy there matt mallory he's a lot of fun and a very knowledgeable uh Mm -hmm. instructor (laughs) definitely definitely does does a lot of good for the 2a community i'll tell you another another booth that um really enjoyed was the uh combined booth for uh concealed carry inc and that was with the ksg holster the mountain men medical and the ready up gear um that was uh they had a lot of good gear there and i was just uh chatting with uh jacob and found out they actually ran out of uh first aid kits the personal first aid kits because that many people took it seriously to be prepared just in case something would happen and what happened could have been, you know, being in the middle of a, um, you know, self-defense situation or could have been a car accident. And either way, you know, a first aid kit can really help out in those kind of situations for those 10 minutes before the ambulance arrives, you know, for a car accident, uh, those, those types of things. And, and most people don't realize you don't, you don't need to have a big bulky bag. You just need some basic items to make sure that you can stop the bleeding and, stabilize the person until professional medical medical care gets there you know i i'm a huge proponent of 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 their equipment and what nice guys i mean the the most down-to-earth genuine people that i came across probably all weekend at this show Mm -hmm. yeah they they had took time to talk to everybody had they had a uh, demo for in the mountain and medical for how to properly use uh, tourniquets and use uh, um, gauze uh, for it and it was uh, they, they definitely definitely had a good booth and you could tell it because there were a lot of people standing standing around watching as they talked about their different products as well as uh, you know, showed people about the ksg holsters in those yeah uh, and i know you and i we view ourselves as protectors and we and I've heard it said before, I, I surely didn't coin this, but we're much, much more likely to need first aid um, and medical materials than we are actually to need a firearm. And if we want to be prepared and make a difference in protecting and looking over our people, uh, having having a good IFAC or uh, any uh, any first aid kit from Mountain Man Medical, um, that that puts us in the in the driver's seat as a protector. Yes, definitely, because who's going to be around us most of the time? Our family and our loved ones. So that's definitely good. 
I'll tell you another piece of uh, technology, and I'm going and I'm working to uh, schedule them on the podcast now. But from uh, LifeWire, uh, Mike Seeklander is uh, teaming up with them, and they've got a very unique application that is uh, available now. But um, want to dive it a little bit deeper in with Mike to understand it because Mike's a great instructor and great shooter, and at the same time with uh, this application, you can go along, score yourself and share your information with other people via social media to where it could really become a uh, big hit with uh, using their products and want to find a little bit more out about it. And uh, we will find that out when Mike gets on the uh, podcast. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, Mike's a good guy. Always enjoy talking to him. And then one, one of the ones that you were really um, falling over yourself over was Hoffner Knives. Nobody's uh, seen hoffner knives uh, before um definitely have uh he's got some very unique knives very sharp knives too brian brian hoffner uh, is the name there and uh he can demonstrate them very well and uh they're very it's a high quality knife i haven't bought too many knives uh of that same quality in a long time but it was uh i spent the money and got me a hoffner knife yeah um i was fortunate enough that uh I was presented a Hoffner knife by somebody that I really appreciate. Thank you, Rob, for uh, hooking me up with a, a Hoffner knife as a surprise. What a what a nice thing to do. Um, and man, is that a quality blade. And then also, uh, I've been looking up uh, I'm watching some of his videos and tutorials that he has available. Uh, the guy's got some skill, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're guaranteed for life. So that's uh, one of those things that's... Uh... You don't see very often. Let's put it, let's put it that way. So I like I like that he has a practice knife that comes uh, or that you can also purchase. Um, and then I'm so the right hand I got the right hand down, okay. But that left hand deployment, I I I I got to keep practicing because uh, um, he he demonstrates uh, carrying that uh, as in your non dominant hand. So mm-hmm. uh, got to get that. And if you watch his videos, how he comes out with it, I. I'm still looking like uh, a little bit of a buffoon, but I think um, if I really crack down and spend a couple of evenings, you know, 30 minutes for a few evenings in a row, I'll get that left hand down too. Yeah. Well, as Brian <laughs> said, just watch Wheel of Fortune a couple of nights and by, by the end of the week, you'll have it down pat. Yeah. Good. So, some good stuff. Yeah. Well, one other one that was uh, pretty cool uh, was um, Core Belts and uh, Core makes a very sturdy belt. Um, and quite frankly, uh, I got one for the main reason I want to have something to wear on the range that will, uh, work with my holsters, work with my dump bag, work with my IFAC I carry. And, uh, you can't, that's not easy to do all the time with, uh, other types of belts for it. So I, um, looked at one and, and made the jump to, uh, go ahead and, and get one of those. You know, I purchased one of those too. And. And I kind of had in my mind, I knew they were going to be at the expo and I see them on my Facebook feed and whatnot all the time. And I'm thinking, man, I think I want one of those. And for that, that very reason, because, you know, when you go to the range, you want to have a plan and you want to be ready to shoot and you don't want to spend all your time load magazines and fiddling with your gear. You want to get there and practice. So for me, um, I knew, uh, having a good, uh, range belt, uh, would, would help me out with that. I'd be able to just clip that thing on. Everything would already be in place. Um, it wasn't hard to set up. I've got mine, um, all set up. 
uh, I would make sure that if anybody out there, uh, when you purchase one, make sure that you follow their instructions. I followed their instructions and it was actually pretty easy. Uh, but the, the fear is that if you cut the thing too short, then you, then you could be in bad shape. But if you follow along with their instructions and you use the tape measure that they provide, it's actually, um, I think I had it all done in maybe 15 minutes and, you know, was starting to outfit, outfit it with gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little behind. I haven't had a chance to, uh, size mine properly and get it, get it cut down and everything. So it's, uh, it's on my list and hopefully this weekend I will uh, have some time to do that. Well, I know next time you are and I are out on the range, if you don't have yours ready, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be oogling over mine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I better get that done soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Well, who else, uh, is there anybody else that we forgot to talk about or any, uh, any other class that we sat in on? Well, oh. uh, there's, is a couple. So one okay. of them is we didn't talk about cert. Uh, and I'm a big fan of their products. Yep. Mike Hughes over there at uh, Next Level Training and their cert pistols. Very good catch. Yep. So good stuff. And um, I uh, I took the uh, um, church security guard course uh, mm-hmm. or armed security guard course. And man, was that informative and fun. And I know you've got a wonderful relationship with them. So why don't you yep. tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. With uh, Donna Anthony, with. Um, uh shoot or point blank training uh don is from out from uh, or out of alaska for it she was an alaska state trooper uh for it uh, she knows her stuff um she also had um beth vaughn who's been on the podcast before she's a very good um uh very very good knowledgeable uh person when it comes to security practices and such and then there was uh trampus uh swanson uh who was uh, there also all working on that detail now unfortunately i didn't get to go back to the uh, church security because i was too busy doing other things for it but it was one of those situations to where um i'm glad you went and uh it's it's good to hear because i think when it comes to church security um, whether you or you do Donna's course, whether you do the USCCA's course, you do different things along those lines, uh, church security has some unique challenges to it and you need to really, um, think through how your security team is going to work, how are you going to respond? Because, you know, you, you've got, you know, one thousandth of a percent chance of a violent confrontation in your church. But at the same time, there's a whole bunch of different ranges of confrontations that you might have from just protesters all the way down to medical emergencies. And all those, if you've got a security team, you got to know how to react appropriately because you don't want to be standing around saying, well, George, what do you think we should do right now? No, you should really know how to handle it when somebody, you know, falls on the ice and breaks a hip or somebody, you know, starts having a heart attack in the middle, middle of church, as well as what do you do when the guy in the overcoat uh, comes in church and it uh, looks like he's going to create trouble, you know, who does what and, you know, how fast it goes down because seeing the videos that Donna posted on uh, Facebook, you can actually see that everything goes fine. And then all of a sudden in a split second, everything starts going down the tubes very quickly. And you've got to, everybody's got to know their part because you have no time to make a plan at that point. You've got to, you, the only thing you can do is react. One of the biggest responsibilities I have is I, I do, uh, run a uh, church security team or safety team. We actually call it a safety team um, in our area. And uh, uh, if, if you are, are on or thinking about becoming a uh, part of a church 
safety slash security team, you need to really do some re, re, uh, reality-based scenarios, some uh, force on force, uh, learning about how to uh, dynamically enter a space. Um, and and those are some of the opportunities that I got to do uh, with uh, Donna's course and and everybody in there. I could actually, uh, that was uh, three hours and it was probably the fastest three hours of the weekend. And um, I could easily, you know, spend a whole weekend uh, learning and and uh, and practicing those things over and over. It's a lot of fun in a lot of ways, but then it's also kind of scary because it does definitely put you in the mindset of, oh gosh, uh, you know, what would you a, do? What would I do? So, and if you, you got to be trained and you got to be prepped, and the only way to do something like that is with uh, a scenario-based practice. Yep, scenario, and then you know, making sure it fits your your church and your congregation because if you've got a mega church you know with five thousand people in it you're going to respond differently than if you're in a small church uh that has a hundred people inside of it and each each one of those you go through the drills and figure it out figure it out appropriately for it um you know team up with your local law enforcement so they know what you're going to be doing you know what they're going to be doing when something go uh happens along those lines um, well, the one thing that you you missed uh, most of uh, that I was in during this time was I was doing I was in the USCCA instructor update uh, that they had with their new uh, training director uh, Rob Chatwick. Um, he started just a couple months ago, and he's got some uh, very high um, hopes uh, for leading the training group to uh, new new uh, heights for. And probably one of the biggest uh, news items that he had, and we had uh, Steve Fisher on back in August uh, talking about this a little bit. But uh, the USCCA is looking to have a tiered instructor program for it, and tiered from the standpoint of going along. If you are a you know a part-time instructor teaching uh you know class here and class there you're more than welcome uh, for it but if you are an instructor who uh, is getting out there and teaching a whole lot of people they might make you a master instructor or come up with a title along those lines to show that you've got a exceptional amount of experience and if you've done you know over a certain amount of people they might even you know have a you know a chief instructor or something along those lines again the uh, the Rob Chatwork didn't commit to any of the names like that or how soon it was going to be coming out, but they are definitely looking at to make sure they've got a quality instructor cadre out there across the United States that is upholding the brand and also making sure that they become the number one curriculum when it comes to concealed carry across the United States overall. And I think uh, Rob brings a lot of uh, experience. He was a um, he was came from the FBI, did a lot of training with uh, with the fbi as far as he was their training director and those are some good credentials that will bring in some definite different viewpoints to the civilian training world uh coming from coming from his standpoint and looking forward to see what the next six to 12 months uh he brings yeah he um uh it's one of the things about uscea that amazes me is i go around and i talk to all the folks there the backgrounds that these people have I mean, gosh, he was, uh, what was he, the um, a director? He was the technical uh, training unit at Quantico uh, for federal law enforcement. And uh, he spent a lot of time in the uh, SWAT protective operations, active shooter response, and training programs for federal law enforcement. Yeah, and what also, also always strikes me about these guys is, is how humble and down-to-earth they are. Yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. just 
just wonderful, knowledgeable people. I'm, and thanks again to you, Rob, for putting me in front of all these folks so I can learn. <laughs> yeah, and the one thing I would say, if uh, if the name Rob Chatwick is uh, new, uh, new to you, uh, over at the USCCA, or you've got a comment for uh, Rob about something you want to see happen or not. Um, he was extremely, extremely open to any and all input so that he could go along and craft things appropriately to support not only instructors out there, but also all the honest citizens that are out there that are, that are taking our courses and such. And uh, just send send your ideas over to training at uscca.com and they will uh, get those over to Rob and uh, see see what he can do about those overall but he's he's taking a, a great program and he's going to uh, take it and elevate it even higher from there fantastic yeah well that was pretty much the end of sunday for us after you got done with your church security and i got done with the instructor update we said our goodbyes and headed headed on home so that's uh that, that was a very fun-filled weekend to say the least it was for, a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah and was, milwaukee was cool mm-hmm yeah, it was it was colorful down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of construction downtown around the convention center where we were. But um, we parked the car on Friday night and didn't move it until Sunday afternoon. Which uh, you know, in any kind of downtown area, you really can't move cars around very easily because it's too hard to find a parking spot and the prices are enormous too. So that was uh, that was a pretty big expense, but well worth leaving the car uh, parked there. Well, hey, Donnie. Um, Season six, we've been asking all our guests to comment on what do they want to be remembered for after they pass away? So I'll pass that question over to you. Uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, I, what do I want to be remembered for? I think, I think I would most want to be remembered for being a kind and generous person. Uh, somebody that if I had a gift that I was willing to share it with, with anybody that uh, wanted to partake in it. Uh, that's the most important thing to me. Good, good. And as I go along, say every time, you know, we ask this question just to get other instructors thinking about it, because just like we said with George Harris, uh, Masada Oop, uh, Tom Gibbons, all those guys, uh, they're doing everything they can to for the industry to try to pass their knowledge on because they realize they're not immortal. And that's one of those things to where, um, you know, as you're getting older, you think more about it and think about how you're going to be remembered and conduct your life. Um, reach out to those people to help, uh, you know, train the next generation because that, uh, 21 year old that you train now, who knows, he might be the next, um, national trainer or the director of training, you know, for the law enforcement or something along those lines. And if you can give them a good start, because you've given them high quality training in whatever topic you're training them in, uh, that's, that's where things go. Well, Donnie, where can people find more about you and the classes that you're teaching? Well, uh, Rob, I have the USCCA instructor uh, link, and uh, I have a, a website um, that I'm actually, I don't use it very often, um, but if you would, so I don't have it committed to memory, but maybe I could get you to uh, uh, post a link to it in the uh, comments section. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, and my Facebook uh, feed too. And, 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 and like I want to just tell you, Rob, Everything that you've done for me uh, and all the time that we've been working together, uh, reaching out to make sure that my classes are going well, uh, making sure I don't need anything, helping me find resources, uh, encouraging me to uh, take some leaps and inviting me to go to these shows with you. And 
Uh, I really appreciate it. And I, I hope everybody, uh, all of us, you U.S. CCA instructors out there like me, uh, have as a wonderful of a uh, uh, mentor as I do. So thank you, Rob. You're welcome, Donnie. And I need somebody else to uh, co-pilot. So there you go. You rode shotgun all the way up there and drove halfway back too. So yeah. I appreciate it. Right on. Okay. Well, thank you for your time tonight. And uh, we'll be talking to you. Thanks, Rob. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found our review of the USCC Expo 2023 useful and you'll put it on your calendar for next year. They're a lot of fun, especially when you come back year to year and you see the same people and you're able to form those uh, relationships and uh, help out. Help us uh, help other instructors by giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. This helps those instructors find us when they're looking for valuable content. Also, if you're looking for information because you're a new instructor or you have a new problem, you might want to check out our website where you can search all our topics that we've had over the last four years at www.farmtrainerpodcast.com and the search bar is in the upper right-hand corner. If you have any questions or suggestions for me, feel free to reach out to me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Went along, put a lot of work into establishing your business, a lot of work into getting the knowledge to share with other people. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. And remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.